all about the creator economy. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Joe Herkin, CEO at Issue. Welcome, Joe. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Glad to be with you. Of course. So what is your mission at Issue? So Issue is a massive digital publishing platform. We enable creators, marketers, businesses to make their content digitally available in a range of formats so that they can share it to any channel where their audience might be. Essentially, we're a self-service content creation and distribution platform. How do you define the creator economy? So, you know, when I think of the creator economy, it's very much oriented around uh, three pieces. It's individuals creating content that they believe there's an audience for, where they're sharing their passion uh, with people who are also interested in it. The second piece is a set of tools that enable them to distribute that content so it can reach their audience. And then the third piece is the ability for them to monetize that content. So all three are, are a part of the creator economy. COVID forced people to get very inventive as their employment took a pandemic-induced hit. What are some of the more unique ways that you saw people responding to that in the creator economy? Well, first of all, uh, um, I think one of the things that COVID highlighted is that consumers are actually willing to pay for content that they're interested in. Uh, we saw over and over and over again in the last year in particular, the uh, an appetite by consumers to pay for, for content that they're interested in. We've seen it across all the different streaming services. We've seen the huge rise in uh, folks using things like Substack and uh, Ghost now. Uh, in fact, at Issue, we have a product called Issue Digital Sales where anyone who is creating content can use Issue to actually sell that content across any social network. So it's not just isolated to one particular place. Um, in terms of creative ways, what we've seen is people, one of the exciting, one of the interesting things about uh, this COVID time is people have actually had a lot of time uh, on their hands. And so they have explored hobbies that they might not otherwise have had the time to, uh, to explore. And so um, they're writing about those hobbies and they're finding that they have like-minded individuals all over the world who, are, who share those interests and are willing to pay for content. They're going into their garages and they're finding content, uh, baseball cards and collectibles and things like that, that um, they sort of forgot that they had. And you know, we're seeing this huge, massive rise in the collectibles market. Um, we're seeing uh, people who are really uh, engaged in a whole range of other kinds of weird activities, uh, you know, things, these weird activities happening on TikTok um, and other social media uh, platforms. And people will do one activity, they'll write a particular thing, they'll, they'll notice that they have a, a, a significant following, and all of a sudden they can now turn that into uh, additional content and start to build, uh, build a following. Is TikTok overlooked as a platform? Yeah, I think TikTok's overlooked as a platform. Um, you know, it's it's typically used by kids, um, uh, or we, we keep thinking about it as used by kids. And we often think about 
you know, what happens on TikTok is often a lot of the content is very snippet oriented, very short form. But it's not just the content that is happening on TikTok, it's the creators. So I, I actually, you know, there's this notion that people say content is king. I actually think creators are king because a creator can start to make content that they like and that their audience likes, and then they can take that content and what they're creating to a whole range of other platforms. And the case of TikTok, what we're seeing is the start in many instances, the start of new trends, uh, of new ideas, of uh, new forms of creativity. Uh, we see people challenging each other on TikTok. Some of those things are dangerous, but, um, but you start to see this uh, collaboration that happens on TikTok in a lot of ways. And I think we, um, we, overlook, we overlook the simplicity of using TikTok and the ways in which TikTok facilitates uh, both collaboration and, and distribution and access. You mentioned issue an issue tool. What are some other tools available to individuals and small businesses to make them look larger and scalable? So, um, before we get into the specific tools, you know, I think one of the things that 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 defines the creator economy is the fact that you actually can easily create. So you can you can use your phone, your cell phone, just to create video and images. You have now the access to a range of different platforms, so you can create content once and then distribute it to all the different places where people might be consuming that content. So the platforms themselves are cheap and you know they, they don't cost anything to use to upload images and content to uh, Snapchat and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and anywhere you want that content uh, to go. Um, the other thing that's happening is uh, there's a, in addition, there's a whole range of other tools. Uh, storage is really easy. So you can store content in, Dropbox or Google Drive. Um, you can start to create content very easily on things like Canva, PicMonkey. Um, you know, you now have tools like uh, Unfold, which which was acquired by Squarespace, where you can take images. Uh, they'll provide you with templates, and you can start to distribute and share your content wherever you want that content to go. So, uh, the key is there's a lot of tools that are very cheap. Shopify is another one that enables you to start monetizing. So there's a lot of tools that are very cheap to use. And then you can start to uh, create your own stack, if you will, of, uh, of tools. And then you can start to take advantage of the distribution that's available and put them wherever you want that content to go. You are no longer wed to a particular platform. And, and in the early days of social media, social media was dominated by Facebook uh, typically, right? Now, Facebook is just one of dozens of channels where content uh, can be made available and the creator determines where that content, uh, where they want that content to go and they determine how they're going to engage with, uh, with their audience. Speaking of the pandemic pivot and tools, how did issue change in response to the changing business environment of the past year? We've always been about digital transformation. So we're about enabling businesses, marketers who have content marketing materials, brochures, catalogs, uh, all of those kinds of uh, materials. And we enable you to get that digitally uh, shared. Um, we've seen a couple of really interesting trends. The first is there, are, there have been lots of businesses that relied on in-person interaction or in-person sales. That's gone 
during the, the pandemic. So there is no ability to do door-to-door -door sales, as an example. Um, MLM marketers, Tupperware, these sorts of folks who relied on in-person gatherings and in-person sales uh, have disappeared. All of those folks have started to use issue pretty significantly. So uh, you know we'll see an, a significant increase in Tupperware catalogs now on issue because we enable you to put links into those pages, put video onto those pages, and then you can share them on your own website or anywhere socially. We're seeing the same thing with conferences. Um, so uh, conferences rely extensively on exhibitors and sponsors. Those exhibitors and sponsors are typically handing out materials and that isn't happening in person anymore. So we're facilitating the digital distribution of that content. Um, we're seeing things like uh, Missouri Baptist University um, which you may know well, um, you know, uses issue for things like um, fundraising materials and brochures that, that they typically used to hand out in person, they're now able to use online. One other really great example, Etsy uh, is a platform, of course, for selling uh, products and, uh, and artwork and things like that. And typically people make something, they sell it on Etsy. And uh, one of the things that Etsy used to do were were uh, in-person markets where people who are Etsy sellers could come together in particular regions and sell to uh, buyers who are interested in, in, in their products. They weren't able to do that in person. They've actually started using issue to create catalogs for those particular sellers so that they can then create virtual marketplaces, if you will, in particular regions. So we've just seen a lot of this activity of uh, things that used to happen in person only um, are now moving into a digital uh, exchange and it's actually widening the audience and widening the, the monetization opportunity as well. So how is the creator economy growing then and evolving? So, I mean, it's, I, I think that it's one of the things that's gonna be this massive growth. One of the things that's happened particularly in the last year is there's been huge layoffs. So um, millions of people have lost their jobs. They need to go find new ways of, uh, of supporting themselves. And as we talked about earlier, they've had a lot of time to hone their, their skills, their interests, to develop new interests. Um, and so what we're gonna start to see is people taking advantage of uh, these very inexpensive tools that are available to them, the ability for them to reach an audience across all these different channels and start to take advantage of, um, of ways to monetize that content. You can monetize it on Substack, you can monetize it um, you know, leveraging Shopify, you can start to distribute your content across all these different channels. And we're going to start to see solopreneurs um, building businesses around topics and content that, they're, uh, that they have great enthusiasm for. And we're seeing individuals and consumers start to flock to all of these different channels to actually go find content. They're no longer relying just on particular influences or just on particular platforms we're seeing consumers actually start to identify creators that they are passionate about and topics and content that they're most interested in. I, I certainly have seen a huge influx in that. So what role might augmented or virtual reality play in the near term? So I think, uh, you know, that's just giving you more access to engage with that, with different kinds of content. So I think, you know, virtual reality gives you experiences, the opportunity to explore experiences that you otherwise couldn't do. Um, you can now put on a pair of, uh, put on a headset, a pair of goggles, and you can explore all kinds of different opportunities, not just for entertainment purposes, but training purposes. 
Um, and you can start to do all of that from one particular location. So it starts to create this, you know, you can distribute your experience, if you will, um, but stay in one particular location. And so I think there's gonna be this, again, there'll be a whole uh, opportunity here in particular around education. I think it's gonna be the biggest um, use of virtual reality. Joe Herkin, CEO at Issue. Joe, what's the best way somebody can connect with you? Feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or you can uh, tw tweet at me at, uh, at Yankee Joe. Yankee Joe. Either way. Yankee you'll, Joe. Have to you'll have to let us know the minute you have your own creator account on TikTok, will you? All right, I will. <laughs> Thanks again, Joe. All right, thank you. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.